just quickly, guys, I wanted to get on here and discuss something that came up last week on a service call that I did, finding not enough air across an evaporator coil. Now, a couple of posts prior to that on Facebook, I had pictures of me covering a condensing coil outside to try to build the pressure up a little bit, just to try to get a gist of how the system was performing if it was warmer outside, right? And there was an engineer that got onto Facebook and he started chirping me, saying that it's wrong, you shouldn't do that, technicians should go through training before they get out in the field. <laughs> just uh, engineer, air quotes, engineer, who knew more than every HVAC tech that was sort of in that thread. So let me discuss what he said I should have done to figure out my my bypass issue rather than trying to block off a coil and throw my gauges onto the system and check it. So what he said I could do is a simple delta T across the coil. Sure, you can take a delta T across the coil. It's going to tell you stuff. But what a delta T is not telling you is what is truly wrong with the system. What I mean by that is the system's not cooling properly. Delta T will show you that it's not cooling. You don't have a correct delta T across your evaporator. But why? What's wrong? Do you have a restriction, a refrigerant restriction, somewhere in the liquid line causing your evaporator to be at a lower capacity? Do you have short short of charge? Do you not have enough refrigerant in the system? Do you actually have an airflow issue? Is your fan speed set up right? Are you having bypass issues? Is the fan going too fast? A delta T will give you an indication your evaporator is not performing well, but you're going to have to dig a little deeper than that. So this call here where I went to where the evaporator was being bypassed, right? Whoever installed it, this thing was only like a year and a half old and it started to freeze up at the end. So I think it was installed kind of like uh, in the beginning of the summer and it started to freeze up in the shoulder season as it got cooler outside because as it gets cooler outside, as the, the supplier temperature drops, it kind of reveals the problem a little bit more intensely because you already have low ambient outside and low return pressures outside. If it's really hot outside, it's really warm inside, it's going to bring all those um, temperatures up within the system and it may, it may mask a freezing issue until you get to the point where it's kind of shoulder season, the temperature's starting to dip. And that's what was happening. It was a chronic freeze up, right? So I hooked up my gauges, right? Just to get an indication of what was going on. I had already checked that the blower was going the right way. I mean, I checked that it was set for the, the correct airflow. It was a two ton system. I made sure it was set for 800 CFM and like I was getting good static pressure. It wasn't restrictive at all. And I was getting some nice airflow through all of the, 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 the diffusers around the home. I mean, yeah, I didn't use uh, any test tools on the on the diffusers or anything like that. But I was hoping that on the refrigerant side, I would see where the issue lies. And and this is where I this is where I got to. Hooked up the gauges, temp probes, checking pressure, saturated temps, superheat, subcooling, everything. Knowing that my static pressures were already good and fan was going the right way, filter what wasn't plugged or anything like that. Return air grills weren't blocked off. And what I was getting, it was hard to determine because it was cooler outside. It was only like maybe, I don't know, 60 degrees outside or so. And it was in the shade. So my my high end 
saturated condensing temperature started to drop off drastically and my subcooling was was through the roof obviously because of the cooler temperatures outside so i i took actually the guy's barbecue cover was sitting right there and it was perfect because it was um it was big it was thick so i, I used it to block some of the coil and i brought the condensing temperature up to where i kind of wanted it to be around 100 degree saturation on the condenser on the condenser side right and then I was it, it brought my suction up brought my my saturated suction temperature up as well and then I was looking at my superheat and my subcooling they were both low they were both low and and my saturated suction temperature was also low so if you look at any chart any troubleshooting chart for those conditions low saturated suction temperature low superheat low subcooling what you'll find is that you have either low return air, low return air like flow, or low return air temperature. So not enough flow across the evaporator, or it's too cold. It was actually cool in the house. It was like 69 degrees in the house. So it was cool, but not crazy cool. Not cool enough to cause the system to freeze up in my opinion. So luckily I was able to pull off the bypass for the humidifier. It was, they actually installed it below the, the coil. So I was able to pull it off and look inside and there was like a six inch gap on one side around the coil. And there was a three or four inch gap on the other side around the coil. So we were getting probably 35% of I'm guessing here bypass that wasn't actually going through the evaporator coil. So I just made one blank off plate up for the biggest side. I put it in, just kind of taped it up to the bottom of the pan of the evaporator, just so it would hold in place and it wouldn't rattle around, and went back out and rechecked my readings. My saturated suction temperature came up. So prior to, prior to me doing that, we had a saturated suction temperature of about 29 degrees or so, with about 2.5 degrees of superheat. So we were like right on the right, right on the border of freezing and we were frosting up on the suction line. After blanking off the one side, we brought our saturated suction temperature up to about 34 degrees. And then we had about seven or eight degrees of superheat at that point. So we actually had a suction line temperature that was over 40 degrees. It's not going to freeze when it's over 40 degrees. So that was, that was just to dig in and find out what the problem was. And I said, listen, we need to pull everything out, redo everything from scratch, and here's the price for it. So it's in the customer's hands, right? If they don't fix it, it's on them if it, if it happens again. I don't think it's going to happen again, but it's not running optimally. I think we got to do that other side as well and do it properly and seal it around um, but this was just a test when I was on site. Sorry, my phone keeps going off. But this was just a short podcast to to um, just reveal that particular instance. And without covering that coil, without blocking off some of that coil and raising my temperature up and watching the actual true subcooling of what I was getting, how it was how it was really, really high, and then all of a sudden how it was really, really low after blocking the coil, I mean, that helped me determine that situation. Because blocking the coil pre-blank off and post-blank off gave me two different evaporator readings 
on the temperature side, on the like the saturated suction side, and on the superheat side. So it, it did help me rectify the issue and give the, the homeowner some some advice and, and, and some recourse going forward. And I said, who installed this? Why don't you call him back and get him to fix it? And it was just, he said, it was just a guy. There's, I'm, here's the thing. I'm going on a lot of calls uh, that are newer where there's problems with the machine. And every time I say who installed it, they say, just a guy. So there's a lot of people out there running around installing equipment. They, they, they know that they got to run pipe. They, they know they got to put the evaporator in the duct. They know they got to, hopefully they know they got to pull a vacuum, but they're, they're not fully educated on, on all aspects of the trade and they're making mistakes and they're causing issues and people are paying money for this stuff and, and they're walking away and, and they have no repercussion. They have no repercussion because the people don't even remember who they were or who installed it. Fly by night, right? Not backing up their work, not backing up their product, not backing up their brand. So anyway, guys, just like I said, just quick to go over that. Just an experience I wanted to share. Happy HVAC.